J.P. Crawford's revenge grand slam against his former team was not enough cushion for the Mariners as they blow a 5-2 lead to lose 6-5 in Philly. Our thoughts on the loss coming up here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Wednesday, April 26, 2023. This is Tidings and Colby Padnode for the Locked On Mariners postgame show brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the Mariners game. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, even after a tough loss like tonight's, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon by scanning the QR code right above my head the link as well as our social accounts is also in the description of this episode six to five the final score from philly mariners blow a three run lead after a big second inning for the offense jp crawford with a grand slam and julio rodriguez with his fifth home run of the year but that was all the offense seattle could muster and they'll now head into a rubber match Tomorrow afternoon, you can catch that game on the Mariners' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Tough loss, Colby. Really tough loss. Disappointing stuff, especially from the offense. We'll get into it all. Uh, we also want to get into the positives of this, you know, which is really J.P. Crawford. He was kind of the story of this they game. They don't exist. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let, But let's start off, you know, you're going to doom and, and gloom like you always do, right? Colby, you need to smile more. That's what that's what the people are saying. So I know you're going to give them the complete opposite of that as the true man of the people here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. So what were your takeaways from this uh, this rough one out in Philly? It's over. Mm. Abandon ship. Okay. Fire Scott service. All the Fire sailors. Jerry DePoto. All the sailors need to abandon ship. Yes. It's the torpedoes hit the side of the ship and we are sinking quick. Mm. Um, it's over. Jared Kelnick has been broken by Scott service. Clearly after one game, uh, Julio is the worst player we've ever seen. Uh, Ty France couldn't hit water. if he fell out of a boat, keeping it nautical. Uh, it's, it's over Logan Gilbert. Clearly that shoulder thing bothered him today and he was just up in the zone and right. Trevor got, you know, the, the glass slipper is, is, you know, been dropped and the pumpkin, the carriage has turned into a pumpkin. It's all over. Trevor God. Trevor God had a score. Sorry, 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 sorry. Justin Topa. Justin Topa. That's still good, which is nice because yeah. you'll be able to trade him for something in July when this team's 18 games. Ah, uh, yes, of course. So, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's over, clearly. And the one that annoys me the most right now is that Scott just ruined Jared Kelnick by moving him up in the order. Right, right. Like, Naturally. Idiot. Right. So I haven't I, that, I haven't seen I know that, that kind of reaction on uh, on mm. on Twitter today or that tonight just means we've after done the a game. Good job of of muting and blocking the right people. Yeah, I w- I would say though that it is a safe assumption that there's at least <laughs> one person out there saying yeah. what you mm. just said. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, you know, let's let's talk serious. about <laughs> right, right, of course. I'm the one person. Right. So in all <laughs> continued seriousness, yeah, you you are the one person to take the, the mask off. Yeah yeah. 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 So let's start with this offense. Uh, great night for JP Crawford. They, you know, he has the grand slam out to uh right center field. 
awesome stuff. Don't ever see that kind of power out of JP. That was really cool. Uh, he had a big game today against his former JP team. We'll talk Crawford. more about him later the P on. P stands for power. The P does stand for power. Uh, but outside of that big second inning for this team, offense did nothing, right? Disaster. And when it was pouring down rain, uh, to start the fifth inning, I was just hoping and praying that they would get through it and then they would call the game because that, to me, felt like the only way they were going to win this game. Even just a couple of innings after their big five-run inning in the second inning because this offense just looked disinterested in playing add-on, which has been kind of an ongoing issue for this for this offense uh, so far in 2023. Um, and, you know, Eight times out of 10, when you have a pitching staff as valuable uh, or, you know, really as valuable as this one, right? It's tops in the league in F4. You're going to win this game. You're going to, even if the offense doesn't do anything else from the rest of the way, this pitching staff is more than capable of holding a three-run lead. It's just one of those nights, though. You know, Justin Topa gives up his first couple of runs uh, to start the year. Uh, and, you know, Logan Gilbert didn't really have it. Also, you know, pitchers kind of dealing with the uh, the effects of the rain. I saw Justin Topo slip a couple times on the mound as well. That's not necessarily an excuse because the Phillies pitchers were also having to deal with that and they were doing more than fine against this Mariners offense, uh, but a rough night overall. So they just let's good. just kind of dive into it. Yeah, the, the pitchers just weren't good enough, like yeah. straight up and. It starts with Logan Gilbert. He really labored through the first, and and you could tell his command was not where it needed to be. Uh, everything up today, even the even the splitter and, and the breaking stuff. Of course, he threw a couple good ones. He will every start, but everything just kind of elevated at the belt or higher, and just mm -hmm. kind of in the middle of the play. They're they were you know were turning rocket shots right back at him. He got hit once, and you know <laughs> snagged a line drive and almost got hit a second time. Like they were not fooled whatsoever. Uh, by anything Gilbert threw up there to, there today, and you could just see that they were just chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, um, and that's why you really needed your offense to step up and just, you know, they get one, you get one. You just keep the deficit where it is. You kind of just, you know, you try and like put down their uprising uh, as you go throughout the game, and they just didn't. And and Philly, you know, kind of seized momentum, and and the Mariners were never able to even really come close to mounting any kind of a, uh, you know, a, a pushback. Uh, against that momentum mm -hmm. that they grabbed and uh that that's you know credit also to the uh the Phillies bullpen we know it's a good bullpen there's a lot of really good arms in there but my lord i i did not think it was possible to string together as many awful at bats as the Mariners did after that second inning but aside from JP Crawford every single player in this lineup had just awful at bats after the second um you know a couple good at bats you know mixed in but for the most part just terrible at bats just chasing pressing too much and Again, you know, when you score five, it's hard to say your offense didn't didn't do their job, but mm. they were bad tonight, you know, and, yeah. and there's really no way around it. They were awful. You know, Julio gets saved by a, a missed strike three call that then becomes a home run. Uh, but Julio was, again, a competent umpire away from being 0 for 5 with five strikeouts tonight. Yeah, he's he's bad right now. Like he's yeah. not bad. He's not a bad baseball player. But right now, Julio is your worst hitter. Julio or Ty France is your worst hitter right now. I'm not counting Tommy Ostella. Come on. Come on. But uh, okay. he's he's bad right now. Like, he's legitimately bad. He's chasing. He's not getting the pitches he normally covers. He's in a funk. There's really no way around it. Um, the home run is nice. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, the other four at-bats were so awful. Well, that's the that thing, right? Like, to me, 
home run aside, this was the worst game I've ever seen Julio play. Yeah. At least one of uh, mm-hmm. one of them, even with the home run, right? Even with mm-hmm. the home run, because again, like you mentioned, should have been strike three. You know, the pitch before the home run. Yep. And look, I don't want to discredit the home run. He hit the home run, right? Good. It counts. You know, yeah, yep. that's that counts, and that was the difference in the game for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But you know, he he came up short in in some pretty key situations tonight, uh, including yep. that last step bat. Uh, it's kind of, you know, this game kind of ended in poetic fashion uh, with Julio swinging and, mi- and missing on a um, center cut cut uh, cutter right down the yeah. middle of the plate after, from Jose Alvarado. After JP tried to carry the offense uh, again. So, yeah, it's a bummer, you know, and, and Julio right now, uh, the, his struggles are only getting amplified because the guy you brought in to kind of, you know, or not the guy you brought in, the guy who was here last year, who was your second best hitter, Ty France, he's struggling right along with Julio. So essentially Mm -hmm. the guys who are getting the two most at-bats on your team right now are your two worst hitters. They are in big slumps, both of them. Um, And tonight, unfortunately, you didn't get anything from from Jared. He had a a bad off night. He had a a bad night relative. um, Mm -hmm. And you didn't really get anything from Teoscar or, or Pollock either. It was pretty much... You know Colton Wong and and JP Crawford kind of carrying the offense tonight, and then Julio you know catches a break and he takes advantage of it. But at the end of the day, you just can't have that many bad at bats uh, in on a night and and expect to win against anybody. Yeah, the one two three in the Mariners lineup: Julio, Ty France, Jared Kelnick. They went a combined one for thirteen. Obviously, Julio provided the home run, eight strikeouts combined, yeah. and therein lies the rub. Right. That's really how you lost this game. You got virtually nothing outside of that home run from your three best hitters. Yep. And, you know, the middle of the order didn't really pick up the slack much either. Gino got a couple of singles, which he continues to hit singles, but we're not getting any sort of power production out of Gino. We talked about this on our Patreon this, show today. Yeah. This is not a valuable version of Gino Suarez. Yeah. Like I'm glad that he's getting on base. Like don't don't get me wrong. I would rather he hit two singles and go over four, but you'd rather he hit one double than two singles. Yeah, I would like for, you know, I would like to see the the hitter that he is supposed to be. Yeah. Which we are eventually, no doubt about mm-hmm. that, but uh right now you're just not getting that power production out of Gino that you really need. Um Teo with a, you know, rough night, couple strikeouts for him. Yep. This team struck out Geez, how many times? 9, 11, 12, 13, 14 times tonight. I would be shocked if the a team that struck out 14 times in a game had a winning percentage above 400, maybe 350. Like you just can't do that. You, you mm. can't strike out that much and they didn't draw a ton of walks either aside from that second inning, so Yeah. It's it was just an awful night by the offense. Yeah, not a great night whatsoever. Uh, not really controlling the zone whatsoever. Yeah. All right, let's uh before we get into Logan Gilbert start, let's talk about JP Crawford. Let's talk about something positive here because JP had a great night against his former team. Uh, we almost we almost got the revenge game if they were able to finish this thing yeah. off. Uh, but can't count it as a revenge game, even though he did everything that he needed to do <laughs> because they uh, they didn't get the win at the end of the day. But let's talk about JP. He's been great uh, so far to start the year. And just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And I forgot to put up the overlay, but there is the overlay. 
And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to home runs, strikeouts, and stolen bases. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners five to or, or sorry, six to five loss to the Philadelphia Phillies. Rubber match tomorrow. You can catch that game on Sirius XM via the Mariners hometown broadcast on the SXM app. And we'll be doing a postgame show after that game wraps up as well. So before we get into JP Crawford. Colby, a lot has changed with our Feeding America fundraiser within the last 24 hours since we last did our spiel here. Oh, boy. Uh, let's <laughs> let's dive right into this. Tell, tell the folks that may have missed what happened last night and then later this afternoon on uh, what's going on. Nothing. Uh, it's yes. over. Um, no, as you guys know, I'll get to it. As you guys know, we're raising money for feeding America. Uh, 34 million, uh, people suffer from food insecurity every single year, including 9 million children and feeding America aims to end that, uh, for every dollar that is raised, uh, feeding America is able to produce 10 nutritious, delicious meals for those who are suffering from food insecurity. Uh, if you guys want to get involved and donate, you can go ahead and scan the QR code that is on your screen right now if you're watching, or you can click the link in the description of either the podcast format you're listening to or of the video right down below in the description. Uh, you can also subscribe to the channel. That's another way to donate uh, for every subscriber we get from the start of this until Monday. Uh, Ty and I are donating 10 cents, which is a meal. Uh, we're closing in on about 500 new subs, so that would be 500 meals just from clicking a button. Um, so that will be awesome. We'll get an official tally of that on Monday. Uh, and again, if you guys still want to help out, you've done all that and you want to help out even more, spread the word, talk to your boss, see if they'll, they'll match your, uh, your donation. A lot of, uh, companies will, will do that for you. Um, and you know, share it, share this, uh, this link on, on Facebook or TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, show it to your friends, whatever. Uh, there's lots of ways to help, but, uh, you know, we started this thing with a goal of $500 and I think Ty and I were both like, we'll, we'll probably get there. And like, it, it'll probably be like, like maybe if we it'll do a really good job, it'll be a thousand. Uh, we're just not sure what our reach is at the moment. Uh, and Ty just this afternoon, well, I should say just last night, mm. we got, um, we jumped ahead. We, after we, when we started last night recording, we had about $6,800 already just like huge, just a huge just difference from what our overall goal was. And mm -hmm. shortly after we posted last night's episode, we got an anonymous donation for $3,000, uh, 30,000 meals, which pushed pushed up to nine us to $9,985. Yep. Uh, Ty and I obviously were excited about it. We posted on Twitter and it didn't take long for, for you guys to 
bump us over the magic number of ten thousand dollars, which means this guy over here is going yeah. to have to get a tattoo. Yeah. Um, which he's already he's already you know taking steps to to mm-hmm. accommodate that. So yep. Um, we'll obviously keep you guys in the loop on that. Uh, yeah. So it was great. We were like, oh my god, we got ten thousand dollars, a hundred thousand meals. Like this is fantastic. Um, you know, obviously it's it's well beyond what we could have reasonably expected, and even kind of our our dream scenario. I really don't think Ty, I, when we put the 10,000 thing out there, I really don't think either of us thought that this was going to get hit. Um, and it did. And, and we were very happy about that. And we're like, okay, well maybe we can get to 11,000 by the end of this, um, you know, this little week, cause we're only about mm-hmm. a week away. And mm-hmm. then this afternoon, shortly before the Mariners game, uh, somebody else, Ty, I think you have, the, do you have the name? Dennis. Um, Dennis. Yes. Uh, Dennis went ahead and dropped a $5,000 donation, bringing our grand total up to over $15,000 raised for Feeding in America, which is 150,000 uh, meals. And that's, again, not even counting our subscriber uh, additions yet. Uh, those will get added at the end of the month. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're over $15,000 raised right now. We're still raising mm-hmm. um, until the end of the month, no matter what. So if you want to continue to pitch in, I, I encourage you to do so. But again, thank you guys so much. Thank you to our anonymous donor and, and Dennis, who, you know, kind of essentially more than doubled our, our fundraiser uh, in the last 24 hours. And and thank you to all those who have also donated, uh, chipped in, you know, five bucks here, two bucks here, 10 bucks here, a hundred bucks. Uh, like uh, we, appro- we appreciate all the donations that we've gotten. Um, it's just things that really jumped the last, uh, the last 24 hours or so. And, and Ty and I are, are uh, incredibly grateful for that. So thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Anonymous, with $15. Thank you, Anonymous, with $10. Thank you, Anonymous, with $5.13. Thank you, Aiden, with $10. Thank you, Chelsea, with $15. We also got a donation from someone calling themselves Tommy LaStella, $14.87. That's actually you, Tommy. You cheaped out, bud. Uh, well, anonymous with the best thing you've done with a Mariners uniform. So That's Thanks. also true. That's the best contribution in a Mariners uniform you've made. So... Congrats on that, I guess. Uh, $14.87 from Anonymous, $20 from Anonymous, and then obviously the $3,000 from Anonymous. Incredible stuff. Uh, James also chipped in with $25 uh, right before the $3,000 one. Uh, Thank you, James. Thank you, everyone. Uh, The response to this has been incredible. And like we said, or like Colby said, rather, uh, this thing is still going on. So if you still want to contribute, you still want to donate, or help out in any sort of way. Uh, we got a few more days left on this thing. All right, let's switch gears here. Let's talk about JP Crawford. Tonight, with his three for four evening, he bumped up his on base percentage from 390 to 407. He's swinging the ball, or he's swinging the ball, <laughs> swinging the ball, swinging the bat. He's re- the yeah, he's seeing the ball really well. And that's also, the bat. and swinging the bat really well. That's both of those things. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that tonight his double in the ninth was his seventh this year already? Like, yeah, we talked about this a little bit on our Patreon show. Mm-hmm. Um, JP Crawford's hitting the ball really hard. Uh, it, it's, yeah. we've seen Crawford kind of do this, and it's like, you know, soft, soft line drives and, ground balls you can't really shift on jp so ground balls through you know through the right side and we've seen him do this and and when he's really going well he'll you know occasionally he'll pop a liner down down the down the corner in the gap and hustle out a double but jp crawford is legitimately i think 80th percentile in in uh, average exit velo right now and he's way up there in you know hard hit percentage uh jp crawford 
before tonight was hitting the ball very hard and drawing a lot of walks. And, and we were like, Oh, well that that's great. I mean, no power to speak of, but that's fine. Cause you know, if any, if you're going to put up a 390 on base, it doesn't matter if you're slugging 333, especially with the solid defense that Crawford's played so far. Mm-hmm. And then tonight, of course, he's the triple shy of the cycle. Um, and I mean, JP and, and Jared Kelnick right now kind of carrying the team uh, on their backs, uh, which is not a sentence I think any of us thought we would say uh, one month ago. So, uh, yeah, it's been incredible. JP's uh, ascension, I guess we'll say. Uh, early in the season is is something that's fun and certainly something that we're going to watch going forward. I would just say, remember last April, he did something similar-ish. He got off to a really good start, but there's some evidence behind this that maybe this is a little more, not this, but you know, JP Crawford might be in the midst of a, a mini breakout when you look at the batted ball data and you just mm-hmm. kind of look at like the swing is still really like not great, but his lower half is a little bit different. It's integrated into the swing a little bit more. So uh, maybe this is a legit thing. Maybe JP Crawford can be a guy who hits 270 with, you know, a legitimate 350 on base instead of the 260, 320, 330 type of guy that we thought. Yeah. I, I wonder if he's made a change to his bat as well. Maybe taking some of the weight out of it a little bit because it just, it does seem like there's a little bit more bat speed there. And I don't think that he's necessarily been you know, doing anything else to we should, improve upon we that. Should, but we should probably reach out to Joe and yeah. uh, see if he notices anything. Cause as Ty and I have often said, we are not swing doctors, hashtag not medical advice. So no, um, yeah, it, uh, it, it's been, it's been fun. It's been really good. And, and as of tonight, his OPS is up over 820. His average is a 271. You said his on base is at 400, 407, right? Yep. Uh, I don't know what his WRC plus is. It hasn't updated yet. It's at 121, I believe. (laughs) 144, sorry. (laughs) So, so yeah, JP Crawford, huge night. He had a, he had a good night last night as well. Even got a stolen base. So, uh, I'll be interested to see if he's in the lineup tomorrow. Yeah. Against, Uh, against a pretty tough lefty. So entering tonight's game, I don't have the updated numbers for this. The updated numbers, like in game updated numbers on fan graphs are pretty limited. Uh, but mm-hmm. entering tonight, he was running a 42% hard hit rate, which is 13% higher than it was last year. Obviously, small yep. sample size, that's going to regress a little bit, but um, he is really hitting the hell out of the ball right now. He's barreling the ball up too, and that's really important as well. Um, and we're seeing good results. And again, you know, he's commanding the the hell out of the strike zone right now, like he always has. Really, uh, he's you know that's always been a, a pretty uh, big factor for him, uh, even in the yeah. past. Even when he's had you know some struggles, he's been able to at least get on base quite a bit uh, via the walk. You know, eleven point three percent walk rate last year. He's up to nineteen point three percent this year. Or well, that's gone down to eighteen point four after tonight. I believe that ranks in the top five in Major League Baseball right now. Right. And all that will drop. We know it's going to. Yeah. yeah. But uh, again, I still think that there is enough here to believe that JP Crawford may have taken a, 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 another step or the next step mm-hmm. uh, to be a little bit better than we thought he could be, which is a huge development, even if it's only a, again, you know, we thought, we thought maybe that JP was 250 with a league average on base. And then whatever you got power wise is, is a bonus. But if he's 270 with even a, a 350, 360 on base, that is a really good player. And with his defense, which has been really good so far this year, 81st percentile, now it's above average, um, which again, 
small sample size and defensive metrics. So, uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I think just yeah. the eye test would say that JP has been a lot better this year mm-hmm. uh, defensively. And and maybe part of that is just he's healthy right now. Maybe that's something right. he got off to a similar start last year. Then he got banged up. Maybe he just stays healthy this year. We'll see. All right, let's talk about Logan Gilbert and we'll touch on the Robbie Ray stuff a little bit, even though that we're, we're going to really dive into that on Friday. We're going to pre-record uh, tomorrow's episode or Friday's episode tomorrow. And we'll drop that for you probably a bit earlier than we usually drop episodes. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, but first, before we get into that, a reminder of this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise? Well, your dream can come true. And this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team. Play through the season. And lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities navigating your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season all this in a challenging and realistic game world ultimate baseball gm is completely free and playable offline or you can play on the go as you want and when you want it's basically the jerry depoto simulator so instead of saying chills depoto did it again you can now say chills i did it again Download it now and Locked On Mariners listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners 6-5 loss to the Philadelphia Phillies. Rubber match, of course, tomorrow between these two teams. And you can catch all the action on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Logan Gilbert goes five innings of work, four runs allowed, had to finish this one out in the pouring down rain, and had multiple balls hit his way, which was extra scary considering the news that we received about Robbie Ray. Uh, fortunately, he was able to uh, avoid any sort of serious harm uh, and was able to make a pretty incredible catch to end his night. Still have no idea how he caught that, and I don't think Logan Gilbert still knows how he caught that either. But uh, not a great night for Gilbert. He gives up the two-run home run to Cassianos uh, to start the game in the first inning. And then it was kind of fighting his command a little bit. Gave up a couple more runs before he finally exited out of this one. So how do you assess Gilbert's night overall here, Colby? Wasn't good. Um, you know, it's it pretty interesting. You kind of look at look at the metrics right now. Uh, fastball velocity was fine. Uh, it was, you know, 94 was his 93.9 was the slowest pitch. 97 is where he topped out at. Sat 95 and a half. So velocity was fine. That wasn't an issue tonight. Um, but everything just elevated in the plate. He only had 29% called strike plus whiff rate, which is not where you want to be if you're Logan Gilbert. Uh, I think pretty interesting tonight is the splitter. Uh, it was actually his best pitch. Uh, you know, he threw it 10 times. He got three whiffs and two called strikes on it, a 50% called strike plus whiff. It's pretty good. Um, he got a couple of big strikeouts on it. I wonder if maybe the the weather, the the rain, maybe played a uh, role in his decision not to throw it more, or maybe there's a blister issue or maybe they're just a game plan thing that didn't work out. We don't really know, but uh, yeah, the fastball was just not very good tonight. It was really hittable. Um, you know, lots of hard contact off of that pitch uh, slider. It was okay. 
uh, honestly, the the off speed stuff tonight wasn't really Logan's problem. It was just the fastball. He didn't really have great command of it. Um, and the off speed stuff, well, you know, it, he spun it pretty well. Like the spin rates are right where you want them to be, maybe even a little bit better. Um, it just not not great command of those pitches either. Just missed by a lot, or or they were up in the in the zone. So overall, Logan just didn't have great feel tonight. It, it happens, you know, and and. We know, you know, with all those long levers that Logan has, that it can take him a while to refine uh, the release point and, and his mechanics if he loses them. So, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't appear that there's any kind of there was any kind of issue with his shoulder after they pushed him back a day. Um, so that's, he was throwing that's the ball the good, very hard tonight. I think he even topped out at 98, 97, 97, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, well, if you listen to what I said, he averaged 95.6. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Velocity I was, was, I was checking on the I was checking on the cracking game. I'm sorry. Sure. It's playoff oh, I, hockey I, going on, man. I'm giving the people my full attention, but you know, you're sure you do your thing. Okay, Mister, um, doing mock drafts during the Patreon show. Y'all know what's up. <laughs> yeah, but the people like it when I do that. Um, <laughs> do but they, anyway, do they? <laughs> I didn't hear any complaints. So, uh, no. All right, but continue. Overall, continue. I, I'm sorry. I think it was. I think it was just command tonight. Command and control tonight. He didn't have it. Stuff was. It was fine. You know, relative. It, right along the right lines in the called strike plus whiff uh, on the slider, the curveball and the splitter. But again, the fastball just wasn't there tonight. And and we've seen what happens when Gilbert has to have his fastball right now. He just has to, the other stuff is not consistent enough. It's good enough when he throws it at his, you know, his max potential, but it's not consistent enough to carry him. So if Logan doesn't have really crisp fastball command, he's liable to get hit around a little bit. And he did today. Yeah, so not a great night for Gilbert. Still gave the the Mariners a chance to win this game. Um, Barely. But yeah, would like to see better out of uh, one of your top starters. So, And you're going to need him, uh, especially with this news coming down about Robbie Ray. Took a couple weeks off after suffering the injury, uh, injury initially. Met with team doctors yesterday. We talked a little bit about that on last night's show. Uh, and they were going to determine, the report was that they were going to determine if he was able to uh, start back up and start throwing again down in Arizona. And instead, they found more structural damage uh, in that flexor, and he is going to require season-ending surgery. So, again, we're going to pre-record Friday show tomorrow and talk more about this. We're going to dive into what this ultimately means and how the Mariners navigate this from here on out and what they need to do, what options there are outside of the organization. Because, let's face it, this team is most likely going to have to go outside of the organization to get a proper replacement in the rotation for Robbie Ray. Because, look, as much as high as we are on Brian Wu and Bryce Miller and even Emerson Hancock, all those guys are going to be on innings counts. You also just can't, they're young guys. It, it would be unfair to them to count on them to provide quality, high leverage innings for you over the course of the season. Plus, you might need those guys for another spot. Right. Marco's pitching well right now. Is that going to continue? We don't know. And what right. happens if somebody else has to miss a month or yeah. longer? No knock on wood. So. Yeah, you, you need pitching. And again, the Mariners know this, by the way. We were told multiple times that they were shopping for pitching, even in spring training. They were calling around asking about starting pitching. Um, so the Mariners are, are net, they've already, you know, laid the, laid the groundwork in some cases. But right now, there's just not going to be a lot of sellers. So I think you're just going to have to work with what you have for, you know, at least a couple months. So in that regard, pretty much status quo to where we are right now or where we were before today. 
Um, but just, you know, the back of your mind, you have to know that Robbie Ray's not walking through that door. So you're going to have to go get somebody who you could trust to start a playoff game, essentially. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, right now, you know, in a wild card series, right, you're running Castillo, Kirby, Gilbert, if the schedule yeah. lines up, obviously. Um, right. But, yeah, when you get into a, you know, a five-game series, a seven-game series, and you're going to need a fourth starter, are you going to feel good enough about Marco at that time? We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. But it would be better if you go out and you get that you insurance want, at least. Yeah, you still want Marco to be your five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, quick quick bit of news here. Uh, we have heard from Taylor Trammell. We know okay. what's happening there. Okay. Uh, according to the Rainiers broadcast, he was removed last night from last night's game with illness. Uh, mm-hmm. He should be back in the lineup tomorrow. So he's not been called up. Uh, it is not anything serious. He is he's sick. Right? All right. Well, feel uh, better, Taylor. Yes. And... and we'll probably see him on the next homestand, I would imagine. So. I hope so. Uh, that would be cool. Yeah. Also, Ty's mentioned a couple of times we're recording Friday's show tomorrow. You guys are still getting a post-game show. Yeah. You're recording Friday's show after the post-game show. So yep. don't worry. You guys are still going to get your post-game show. Um, and uh, I imagine Friday's pre-recorded show will almost exclusively be about how to deal with a Robbie Ray injury. Uh, More than likely, and, yeah. And we'll see what else pops up tomorrow uh, in you know Mariner's land. But uh, sure. yeah, so don't worry. You guys are still getting your post-game show and all of that. No. All right. So yeah, we'll we'll go over the Robbie Ray thing all Friday. We'll dive into some trade options, some you know internal options, all that stuff. We'll get you covered on all that. So don't worry. I know there's going to be plenty of questions about what the Mariners should do from here in order to address Ray's absence. But for now, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners postgame show. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Lockdown Mariners. That's one word, Lockdown Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen after the game. Catch us after the game tomorrow for our reaction to the Mariners-Phillies rubber match. But for now, have yourself a beautiful baseball evening, and we'll see you tomorrow afternoon. Peace. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible T-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.